Is he speaking? Do you understand him? In a way. Grogu and I can feel each other's thoughts. Grogu. 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 That's like a uh, Dragon Ball yes. Z Muppets mashup. <laughs> this will be Grogu. <laughs> That's his name. Kameyame waka waka waka! Whoa, welcome back to New Rockstars. Wow. This is our reaction to The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 5, Chapter 13, The Jedi. This episode mm. brings in Ahsoka freaking Tato to explain the child's backstory and name, which is apparently confirmed to be Grogu. Um, mm. You know, and uh, they did all this just to give the poor child the Anakin Skywalker treatment. I can't train him. He's too old. He's too scared. He's too fat. And he's too loving now get get out of here <laughs> poor kid well uh this is wookie leaks it is our mandalorian after show i'm eric voss uh on a brief furlough from the blue dungeon for thanksgiving i'm here with yeah. tommy Bechtold. uh hey, yeah hey yeah. buddy i'm starting to think that jedis just don't like teaching like they're like they're like they're like the college professors that are forced to come out of their field of choice and go home and teach a college yes. class. They're like, I don't want to do this. I want to be making film. I'm about cinema. <laughs> I don't want to have to teach young Frankenstein to another class of eighteen year old. Assholes. I was one phone call away from working with one J a J a Abrams before I had to take this gig. That's correct. I'm friends with Marty. Heard of him? Scorsese? No, Sheen. <laughs> Everyone's friends with him. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he's very active on Parlor. Just kidding. I think he's a Democrat. Uh, anyway. We learned uh, so much this episode uh, tying in everything that we want to be tie in from uh, Star Wars Rebels, mm. including Grand Admiral Thrawn, which also probably means Ezra Bridger, guys. Uh now, oh, yeah. in terms of just Grogu and his whole timeline, you, you may have already seen, I already rushed out a video of explaining the significance. I was able to go into the dungeon real quick to get that done. Yeah, I was dazzled <laughs> by that, Sprinting by the way. Dead talk nerd stuff. Um, now, tomorrow will be my uh, separate in-depth Easter egg breakdown of all the stuff that you missed. And uh, this is WikiLeaks. We're going to go into a lot of it here. Um, but before Tommy recaps the episode, uh, not only do I have this reminder that you can still purchase the limited edition, this is a Away shirt exclusive from New Rockstars official merch store, NewRockstarsMerch.com. We also ordered like 50 more of the red and white variety. So even though they've yes. been sold out for most of the run, you can probably snag a colored variant issue if you act quickly. Another reason you should act quickly is because today is the first day of our Black Friday 10% off sale. That is 10% off everything store-wide starting today through midnight on Cyber Monday, November 30th. Uh, to celebrate Epic Hero Shop's first Black Friday, they are dropping a bunch of new designs available for order. Uh, my favorite, obviously, is the new Easter egg line. These designs are for the diehard fans who will get every tiny reference. Basically, they should come work for us if they find them all in this. This one celebrates the upcoming release of WandaVision and it is chock full of Easter eggs from the movies, show, and comics. Also, boom, you're looking for this shirt? Well, you found it. Yes, we had to do it. We made a boom. Are you looking for this shirt? Uh, this is Philip in it. Uh, actually, Philip, um, last night, he 
that madman knocked out a brand new shirt to celebrate the reveal of the child's real name. Uh, this wow. has got to be the first shirt out there that has little baby Grogu by his real name in his adorable little mugshot because he's a little monster. Uh, so yeah, go snag all of those shirts. They will make great holiday presents as long as you order them as soon as possible. And a special reward for those who didn't jump ahead in the video. Skipping this ad, you we know who you are. For listening through this, you can get an extra five percent off an extra five percent off that's in addition to the already applied ten percent discount for everyone you just got to enter the code new rockstars black at checkout so that's new rockstarsmerch.com ten percent off for everyone and an extra five percent off for you with the code new rockstars black and as always when you buy the mando shirt for a few bucks more you can also write in a custom shout out a hot take whatever and it'll appear beneath us in these WikiLeaks episode you can see a couple below steven bordarello said uncle tommy excluded from people's sexiest man list cancel Thank you, Steven. I also was hurt by that sub, yep. but they come out with one every year. So let's start the campaign for 2021, well, yes. guys. Let's, get <laughs> let's do this. Uh, also, <laughs> it looks like uh, Levi uh, Sands Sane said Alderon, more like Aldergon. Ha 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 ha! I'll let myself out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Levi, we would be friends. Yeah, in real we life. totally would. Well, what happened this episode, Tommy? So much. See if you can break it down for us. Let's talk about the alarm bells ringing in the city of Caledon. A beautiful, almost like a Liberty Bell type uh -huh. chime uh, and similarly cracked by the end of the episode. I do believe the Liberty Bell in Philadelphia was cracked by lightsaber. It's a conspiracy theory that I run on my own personal page. Uh, Tommy points. Uh, anyway, so we're on to the planet Corvus. Uh, the city guards are fighting off a former Jedi. We get her immediately, Ahsoka Tano. First few opening moments of the episode, which I love. Yeah. I love a good Band-Aid rip right. for like a, a casting Dive mystery in the, the show. We already yeah. knew she was... Exactly. There's no surprise that this character was showing up. We knew from the, the the trailer earlier that she was coming. So, like, do it right away. Yeah. Using her uh, amazing skills, the twin lightsabers, we see her dispatch the guards. And then she gets to the city gate where she's confronted by Magistrate Morgan Elsbeth and her lieutenant, Lang. Shout out to Michael Bean. Terminator 1 in the house. Ooh, that Can we say so Morgan Elsbeth is definitely a girl who your little sister spent the night at? <laughs> yes. Where is? She's at Morgan Elsbeth's house. Morgan Elsbeth's house. Morgan Elsbeth um, is bullying Morgan some other girl. Getting... And that girl had to call her parents <laughs> yeah. to come pick her up. That's right. Morgan Elsbeth's parents are getting a divorce, but her dad just bought her a horse. Uh, anyway, Ahsoka Tano gives the magistrate one day to surrender and give her the location of her mysterious master, which will be revealed. Mm -hmm. uh, meanwhile, the Mandalorian and the child fly and land outside the city that exists in just a disgusting part of Yikes. Corvus. A, a real Syracuse, New York energy, <laughs> if you ask me. Whoa. Shots <laughs> That's fired. Gonna, uh, I, I'm just antagonizing the snow belt. <laughs> right now. So then he reaches the city gate where he introduces himself as a bounty hunter and is taken directly to the magistrate. On the way to the magistrate's quarters, he notices that some of the citizens have been hung up and are being tortured with electrical shocks. That was a, a terrifying uh, way to be tortured. Just like an electric prison cell that's literally the size of a a basketball hoop around yeah. you. So the magistrate makes a straightforward offer. Kill the Jedi uh, that's troubling her. And then uh, she'll give uh, Mando a Beskar steel staff that's in uh, her possession. And we know how Mandalorians are with Beskar. Yeah. They can't resist him. It's it's like Gollum to the ring. <laughs> uh, he's given the last known coordinates of Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano and he goes on his way. So he's searching for Ahsoka in, in this awful wasteland, uh, similar to the Carrier Dome in Syracuse, New York. Uh <laughs> 
and she surprises him, but he's able to fend her off. Uh, he's able to fend off the attacks because uh, this is the first instance we see of the Beskar really repelling the lightsabers and not yes. being able to be penetrated. Yeah, that's sturdy stuff. Kind of fascinating and kind of goes back to the mythology and the lore of the, you know, Mandalorians fighting the Jedi. Maybe that was why they were able to actually, it was a, it was a fight rather than just a massacre. Uh, so anyway, yeah. before things get out of hand, he tells her that he's not really going out there to kill her, of course, but that Bo-Katan has sent him, which manages to immediately cool uh, Ahsoka down. She's not in attack mode anymore. Ahsoka mm -hmm. then sees the child and is immediately drawn to it, which is cool. The two of them are interacting. Ahsoka doesn't say a single word, but uh, is able to ascertain a lot of information about the child here. Yeah. Mando is pacing because there's a new parent in town and there's a, there's father-son jealousy action. Uh, <laughs> but then, that's when we get the great reveal of uh, Baby Yoda, who I will still refer to as Baby Yoda forever, uh, has a name and it is Grogu. Uh, she mentions that she's only mm -hmm. ever seen one other being like him, Master Yoda. Sorry, Yaddle. That, I guess you're out. <laughs> you're out. She's never seen Yaddle. Uh, <laughs> she's out a Most lot. of us have never <laughs> seen Yaddle. <laughs> so yeah. uh, Ahsoka then reveals that Grogu was raised at the Jedi Temple and has been trained by many masters. So like that kind of, mm -hmm. uh, that answered for me a question because I was always kind of wondering like, why was this kid so, was he just naturally gifted at using the force? Was he so powerful? But no, evidently he's yeah. received some type of training. He's taken some workshops. Right. He's graduated from the UCB curriculum. Exactly. He knows how to he's move a, stuff with his mind He's in an now. advanced study class doing clowning. Yeah. He's doing clown work. This is uh, <laughs> such an inside baseball joke that no one will find it funny. Oh, the, uh, yeah, if they know us, they know uh, it. So, so that's true. So Ahsoka can kind of sense that, that, that the child has this connection with Mando, and that's why she refuses to train him, because she's afraid that Grogu mm -hmm. will, will, will go down a darker path due to, due to the fear that he would have over protecting Mando and the, and the love. Like, it's just yeah. too emotional. We don't how Jedi's are about emotions. They're like Irish uh -huh. Catholics. You got to shove them all down <laughs> until you get uh, inoperable <laughs> cancer. So uh, uh -huh. uh, Mandalorian proposes a deal that uh, he'll help her dispatch of the magistrate if she will in turn train the child, a.k.a. Baby Yoda, a.k.a. Grogu. And she accepts. Uh, Ahsoka mentions that the magistrate is uh, not an opponent to be taken lightly as she has helped the Empire build the entire Imperial Starfleet. And it seems like she's still at work because that town, uh, the, the city, looks like it's been pretty stripped bare. There's not a lot of greenery, mm -hmm. ironically, only in her, in the magistrate's little temple area, does there seem to be anything growing. So mm -hmm. Ahsoka and Mando storm the city. They take out the lights. They chop the bell in half, which is pretty awesome. My personal favorite of mine. Uh, and then they just go to town, literally going to town and dispatching of all the guards, the magistrates, uh, assistants. And finally, Ahsoka ends up one on one with the magistrate. She uh, fights her with the Beskar staff, but she finally knocks the staff out of the hands and says a very meaningful uh, sentence that kind of leaves the door open for a lot of possibilities in this uh, in the upcoming episodes of Mandalorian, which is now tell me, where is your master? Where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? So yes. pretty crazy. Mando dispatches of uh, Michael Bean, which is very depressing for me. Although I didn't figure he was long yeah. for the world. I like that he was a rascal. I love, I love like a good old. He's <laughs> like this fight isn't worth it. Yeah, psych. But he smiles. He's <laughs> such a terrible. It was such a terrible poker face. Like he was like, he's like, I give up. Ah! And then he's dead. So uh, Mando uh, has left the child on the ship and then he goes to get the child to get his half of the bargain with Ahsoka, which is she'll she has to train the child now. 
so he goes and has kind of a, a sad goodbye, but then Ahsoka still refuses to train him, so they're still going to be together. And she says the Mandalorian has become like a father to Grogu and that he should take the child to Tython, where there are, Tython. Is a, where there are runes of an old Jedi temple. She believes Grogu can there decide his own fate, his own course, by tapping into the force of the temple. She's going to, Mando needs to set Grogu down on the stone, and then he can call out to another Jedi, uh, Luke Skywalker, maybe? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I'm sure we'll theorize on that later. So, otherwise, it's up to the Mandalorian. Mandalorian then gets the child and starts uh, on the journey to Tython. So, that's it. Pretty crazy episode. That, a lot of, lot of que- oh, yeah, more, questions more. raised. There yeah. was... Yeah, I mean, this, like, was nuts. They revealed so much just in this time. And by saying Admiral Thrawn is the the object of her search, that probably means Ezra Bridger is tied into that, or was. Right. I have a thought on that yeah. later. Uh, but poor Mando, this is really just like, um, I was told by the county clerk that I have to come back to the DMV right. to get my tags re-registered. Now you're telling me I have to go to right. the Santa Clarita D- D- yeah. What? Right. Yeah, it's, it's really just going to be one place to another but that's what makes it fun because you get to tie in book absolutely you get to tie in ahsoka absolutely. and maybe now luke that that uh like the action of this episode looked incredible i love it reminded me of that uh awesome moment in phantom menace how there's like the gas fog in the room and just by the ignition of yes. the lightsabers and the droids don't know where they yes. are just by the lightsaber it identifies the jedi and by making those the twin white sabers already fans of the animated series know that this is going to tie into rebels mm-hmm. so it's just awesome that it's that and not some random blue one yeah. that she made later like obviously it's Dave Filoni he makes both right. so but it, I just love the tie yes I do too no notes on this episode for me Enjoy, enjoyed no it very much I, maybe not maybe no not notes. enough jeans guy uh, peering in from around the corner but <laughs> you know he was there he was there if you look real close he's the slender man somewhere in those streets he's a, he's a force ghost now because he was immediately fired from the <laughs> from the crew uh let's dive into some of the deeper meaning of this tommy yes. you, tommy you started to touch on it a little bit uh because in ahsoka's denial to train grogu she essentially used the same justification that master yoda mace windu obi-wan several others used with the young anakin skywalker in the prequels mm-hmm. they initially said that uh, personal connections make you weak mm. in the Jedi Order, as Tommy called it, Irish Catholic yes. Syndrome. Um, <laughs> now, uh, Ahsoka even echoes Yoda's words. She says, I sense much fear in you. That was essentially the spirit of Yoda speaking through her. Uh, and you can see that heartbreak. Rosario Dawson did such a good job when uh, she said, I've seen what such feelings can do to a fully trained Jedi Knight. To the best of us. All that was referring to her old friend Anakin Skywalker, whom she believes allowed his fiery passions to blind him to the corruption that was taking hold of him. And she doesn't want history to repeat itself with Grogu yeah. because she saw it basically destroyed the galaxy. Well, right. when and we and did cost that. the lives, whether permanently or just altered, of many of her friends and people she cared about. So, yeah, yeah. the stakes yeah. are much Billions higher. Of voices. For her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, now, Ahsoka observes that Mando is like a father to him, that they love each other, which is so nice for an outside observer to to recognize what we've been mm-hmm. seeing. And um, she fears that that love is the same pure love that Anakin felt for his mother and for Padme, mm-hmm. and that that love was too powerful to let uh, any Zen wisdom that the Jedi could teach mm-hmm. take hold. But I would say, Tommy, that really the fear that she sensed was her own fear. Mm-hmm. 
It was not the fear of the child. Because I was surprised to hear Ahsoka echo one of the most dogmatic maxims of the Jedi Order. Because she, if you remember in Clone Wars, dramatically parted ways with the Jedi Order. She knows that that is a flawed institution. Mm -hmm. Still... I guess as one of the few Jedi that still exist in this universe, she is the eponymous Jedi of the episode mm-hmm. title. Filoni kind of endows her with that certain point of view. Yes. Uh, but we should not forget that point of view is an effed up culty <laughs> one. Uh, <laughs> Luke's victory in Return of the Jedi proves wrong the conventional wisdom of, you know, what people thought the tragedy of Vader was. Mm -hmm. Return of the Jedi proved to us that love is the ultimate redeemer. And the love between Mando and Grogu is the same thing. It makes them strong. Grogu's first use of the Force on this show was saving Mando from the Mm Mudhorn. That was an act of love. Mm -hmm. And it is that moment that defines Mando's sigil on his armor. Um, And further underlining i think interestingly the failure of the jedi dogma the stark uh some would say syracuse-esque <laughs> landscape imagery of this episode i can't wait for the comments on this <laughs> <laughs> when uh bo katan promised us this forest planet i was imagining a you know uh lord of the ringsy but not mordor lord of the ringsy mm-hmm. you know a lush green forest uh instead a row of dead, burnt mm-hmm. trees, like post-volcano eruption, uh, but not to the point where it's like, oh, hope might spring anew right. in this fertile ash. No, yeah. no, it's just died. Uh, now, trees are sacred to Jedi mythology. For example, there's the great force tree on, on Ach 2. You know, that's an important thing to them, an important image um, and an important symbol. Uh, but in The Last Jedi, importantly, importantly, the uh, force ghost of Yoda allowed that tree to be burnt Mm. down. And that was a signal to Luke Skywalker that the Jedi order is dead. We need to let those past rules die. And I think that's what the episode was kind of hinting at. Despite Ahsoka's stubbornness around her, everywhere she looks is an example of how the Jedi order failed Mm. in their strict, strict dogma. So uh, the same must be learned by this Yodeling Grogu. And I think he already knows it is that you must always choose love and connection with others over all else and in that can be your greatest yeah. strength and I, I think it's amazing we you know basically grogu is nonverbal, right like we're only able uh-huh. we're basically inferring and ascertaining things about a practical puppet that is like hand movements eye movements and ear movements and it's amazing Uh how much we kind of can can conclude or at least hypothesize about this little being already based on the information we're given from characters and just by his own actions so it's it's truly kind of a remarkable achievement of like you know uh, effects engineering (laughs) yeah and I think honestly that's the secret to his success Mm -hmm. I think the fact that he doesn't have a voice that can either be like nails on a chalkboard mm. or like have a wave of popularity and then people start to turn right. on it just leaving it mm-hmm. uh it's, it's almost like the chaplain effect yeah. like uh that's what we lost when we lost silent films it's like just by a visual like you convey so much with no mm-hmm. words or dialogue that sometimes a show is better without it some of my favorite episodes of all tv shows are ones where there's hardly any dialogue mm-hmm. uh and that's i mean the the final five or six minute sequence of the clone wars series 
zero dialogue mm-hmm. and it was honestly i think the best five mm-hmm. minutes of the series mm-hmm. uh and I, they think those are those go together yes. <laughs> um now we're gonna dive into there's a lot of uh theories we gotta we gotta talk about Real quick, I want to thank some people who helped us make this episode, starting with our friends at Bespoke Post. This fall, Bespoke Post has a brand new seasonal box of awesome collections for guys guaranteed to upgrade your life. I recently got a box with a a German steel knife and a carving fork. I felt like Dwight Schrute as I was carving up my Thanksgiving turkey. It was amazing. They got uh, gear to upgrade your craft beers and cozy threads for cold weather. Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff every month. So whatever you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. Style and grooming goods, barware, outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life they have a snazzy sweater box and another box that's a bunch of interesting hot sauces so you can feel like you're on an episode of hot ones because they're never going to invite you on Ah, that because you're not famous come on Uh, to get started take the quiz at boxofawesome.com your answers help them pick the right box of awesome for you they release new boxes every month across different categories it's free to sign up and you can skip a month uh, or cancel anytime each box only costs 45 bucks but has over 70 dollars worth of gear inside Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code MANDALORIAN at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code MANDALORIAN for 20% off your first box. We also want to thank our good friends at Manscaped. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, men actually shaved their balls with the same razor as their face. (gasps) Well, not anymore. Thanks to our sponsors at Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped is here to stop you from looking like a Chewbacca down there. Like a Chewbacca. There's only one uh for all we know mando is uh never nude but i imagine that a cool customer like din jarn would want to keep nice and clean downstairs so the best guard doesn't change true um Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. Inside the Perfect Package, you will find their electric trimmer, the Lawnmower 3.0. That waterproof and skin-safe trimmer will reduce mm. nicks, and it is the droid you're looking Ooh. for. It also includes the Crop Preserver, Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant and Moisturizer, the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray, and the Anti-Chafing Performance Boxer Briefs in a very sharp black color that is just downright imperial. Yeah. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com slash Mandalorian. That is 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com slash mandalorian may the force be with you or balls <laughs> and uh finally expressvpn thank you for also sponsoring this episode we all know a vpn protects your privacy and security online you might not know that you can use a vpn to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries you can use expressvpn to binge doctor who on uk netflix or tons of anime on netflix japan it's simple you just fire up the expressvpn app you change your location to the country that you want you re- Refresh Netflix and boom, you're done. That's it. Uh, ExpressVPN hides your IP address, so it lets you control where you want the sites to think you're located, and you can choose from almost 100 different countries. That's a lot of Netflix libraries. And that's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works on any streaming service, Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but I use ExpressVPN to watch shows because it is ridiculously fast. There is never any buffering, no lag. You can stream it on HD, no problem. ExpressVPN is also compatible with your phones, your smart TVs, all your other devices. You can watch what you want or go on the big screen wherever you are. And if you visit my special link right now at expressvpn.com slash Mandalorian, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Uh, Support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash Mandalorian. Okay, Tommy, here we go. Uh, Time to dive into the big questions of this episode. So what do we need to talk about? Well, Eric, who do you think took Grogu from the Jedi Temple and where has he been Uh, since? 
Okay, I, I started to go into this in the other video. Really, if you think about who the Jedi were who were at the tip all the time of Order 66, Yoda and Obi-Wan got there at the very end after most of them were killed. But we know from Jedi Fallen Order that uh, Jedi were elsewhere all over the place. A lot of Jedi might have been able to get away, but the presumption from the original trilogy is that uh, Jedi are basically a myth. Mm. They're like um, a dying breed that many people think never existed. Mm. That's how few there are left. So I think we're either looking at Obi-Wan and there was just like a cut scene from Revenge of the Sith mm. where he discovered this thing and brought it back with him. And that's something we could explore yeah. in the Kenobi mm -hmm. series. Um, it would be too early. Obviously, Luke Skywalker was not or he would have been a baby. Mm. Uh, so I don't think he could rescue another yeah. baby. Um, uh, I think uh, you could lump in Yoda there. Um I have had theories in the other video that it could have been Yaddle, uh, one who was specifically mentioned in Jedi Fallen Order as hopefully still being alive. Um, some people are saying it could be Jocasta New, the librarian. Ooh. The one who says, if it's not on the map, if it doesn't make sense, <laughs> you know. I would imagine her uh, having, you know, a weird corner of a rare book section. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's where she keeps the yes. baby. And she's like, well, I have to help this yeah. one. And that, that would be, she just, she's, she's old, yeah. you know, and she didn't make oh. it, but the baby oh. did. That's my theory. Um, and then uh, in terms of where he's been since, I don't think the New Republic ever knew about his existence. I don't think Luke knows yet yeah, about I feel his like existence. That, I feel like that would have been a, an immediate, if there was another Yoda-like being in the universe, Luke would have... Yeah. dropped everything to get him. I think what had happened is whatever Jedi uh, freed him, whether it was Jocasta Nu or someone who has a bit more fighting skill, um, mm -hmm. lost to or got hijacked or pirated by this Nikto cartel. Uh, those mm -hmm. were the ones who had him at the beginning. That's the one who tried to recover the child in chapter 10 of this season. Mm -hmm. And they have been, they didn't even know what they had. Uh, mm -hmm. But they had it for years and years and years. And then someone's like, hey, I think it's important. Maybe we can cut a deal. And that's maybe they cut a deal with the client. Mm -hmm. um, and he's been sending bounty hunters ever since. Well, that, that's Grogu. Where has Ahsoka Tanu been since we last saw her? Yeah. And why is she looking for Grand Admiral Thrawn? Okay, well, she's looking for Grand Admiral Thrawn because she's trying to find Ezra. Like, so right. she left, uh, when we last saw her, um, uh, she was leaving with Sabine Wren in the final scene of Star Wars Rebels. Uh, uh, Ezra Bridger and Thrawn were on this, like, hyperspace chase, and then hyperspace blasted the two of them to some unknown place. That's the last we saw them. Mm. So the fact that she's looking for Ezra Bridger, uh, Thrawn is the key to that. Mm. Um, but here's my uh, curiosity about this. I think they want Thrawn to be uh, an interesting big character in the show. Why not? Like he has been, he, Thrawn is amazing. He is the reason we have such a, a beloved um, expanded universe. He mm. was introduced in this 1991 heir to the empire expanded universe novel. And all three of those books, he's essentially this Imperial Navy genius. And some people compare it to like Spock, uh, mm -hmm. but he's a star Wars character. He's better. Mm. Uh, mm. He uh, was, uh, you know, initially brought on as a guy charged to try to keep the empire together after um, the Battle of Endor. Um, but he was so popular that he was brought into Rebels Season 3 and he butt heads. Mm. This was taking place before those books uh, and are officially canon. Um, and he butt heads with the crew of the Ghost until like he and Ezra Brid Bridger went... Whew. Um, so yeah, she's trying to find Ezra. This could also mean that Ezra and Sabine are going to be joining the show in live action form. However... Um, I think she was viciously angry when she was asking where Grand Admiral Thronhart is mm -hmm. and Sabine was not with her. So I'm thinking maybe in the years since she already found them, uh, 
and uh, Ezra might not have made it. Sabine mm. might not have re- made it, but Thrawn could have gotten away. And now Ooh. Ahsoka is looking for revenge. Yeah. Well, that it, revenge is certainly important to the Star Wars uh, universe. That is a... Yeah, and uh, she does, despite being so like, I can't train him, he's too, he's too emotional. She d- was not really exercising the, you know, uh, gold standard principles of the Jedi Order. She was uh, taking lethal force yeah. uh, as much yeah. as she could. Justified, of course. But, of course. um yeah, I, I don't know if she's she's being motivated by any kind of like sense of uh, peace <laughs> keeping yeah. at all. She is a uh, she seems in attack mode. Absolutely. All right, so let's talk about this planet Tython. Yeah, Tython. Uh, how how is it important to the Star Wars universe, and what Jedi do you think Grogu is going to connect with when he? Yeah, that's going to be the big stomach. question heading up, which is surprising. I don't know if we'll see Ahsoka again this season. I hope. I hope we see her collide sabers mm-hmm. with the uh, with. Uh, Moff Gideon, but so Tython is uh, this another one of these things that started from the Legends continuity. It first appeared in um, the 2007 novel Dark Bane: Rule of Two. It was uh, considered the ho- homeworld of the Jedi Order, that was a predecessor mm-hmm. to the Jedi Order. But um, in the new established canon, Tython came up uh, on a map that was in a Force Awakens role playing game uh, in 2016, and then later in the 2019 comic Doctor Aphra 40. Um, so Tython contains, as Ahsoka mentioned, these ruins of an ancient Jedi temple. Um, and some debate it may be the Jedi Order's very first Jedi temple. It's kind of up there oh. with like Jedha and Achtu and even the Temple of Coruscant as like these historical sites of significance in the Jedi religion. Um, now, as you mentioned, not many active Jedi right now. Luke Skywalker is no. one we know about, uh, but also... We know from the Rise of Skywalker that Je- uh, Leia was a Jedi, that he trained her enough so mm. that she could weirdly space fly in The, yes. in the Last Jedi. But uh, so there's a few Jedi. They're probably the oldest Jedi that we know about, unless, unless, unless this show is going to reveal that some other Jedi uh, escaped from the Jedi Temple uh, or were just off-world. We know we know from like other stories that j- certain Jedi were off-world, but they were right. hunted down. They were purged. So uh, there's still not many options. So it's either going to be a completely new character that we don't know about uh, Mm. or it's going to be Luke Skywalker. All right. So what happened to Morgan Elspeth and what is her connection to Thrawn? Well, uh, her parents are allowing her no more sleepovers until she learns to stop bullying and get along with (laughs) the less popular girls. Uh, (laughs) um, So... Yeah, they mentioned how uh, Morgan Elsbeth helped uh, plunder and destroy these worlds to help the Empire build their uh, Imperial Starfleet. Um, sure, sure, sure. I don't think she's doing that now. It's interesting that she considers Thrawn her master. Mm. And her um, uh, bow staff, uh, just bow, It's you don't need to say bow staff, uh, her, her combat skills are pretty great. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting that they pulled that detail because Thrawn was a weapons officer before he rose up to be... Um, uh, Grand Admiral. Um, so he had these great hand-to-hand melee skills, and it seems like that's one of the things that uh, he was able to pass on to her. Mm. I hope that Thrawn is no longer trying to serve the cause of the Empire. That's what Moff Gideon's doing. I hope Thrawn is trying to build his own fleet, his own empire. Mm, He's just yeah. like a crazy genius space pirate now, and yes. he he has this uh, you know apprentice that he's kind of training in his own new religion, mm-hmm. his own new way. 
and mm. let's build this outward. Let's stop making this everything's empire or everything's mm. resistance slash rebellion. Yes. Let's let's have like third forces in here that are also because that's how the real world works. You don't have right. like light and dark. You have oh, also we have this ally that will switch sides in in different right. generations. So, and not, and okay. yeah, and not to make it uh, not to tie it into another uh, fantasy. Uh, story but that's what when game of thrones was really singing was when there were multiple powerful forces that could align and betray each other and swing the odds in favor of an underdog in a in an instant and then betray them for their own interests so rather than having gideon and and thrawn on the same side i think having them be threats to each other as well as the our, our heroes is way more interesting yeah, that's why I think introducing Thrawn this way is the most exciting to me. This isn't just another Imperial threat. This is another yeah. threat to both sides that mm-hmm. could be a huge political aligning game changer on this yes. show. Even bigger than just knowing that the kid's name is Grogu. Right. Which, speaking of Grogu, we just got to talk about what is his fixation with the orb knob yeah. on the control lever? I mean, there is like... What is that? There is the weird like orb imagery with the uh-huh. Jedi's, like the training, lightsaber training thing was kind of a floating orb, wasn't it? That Obi-Wan right. made Luke yeah. train on. Yeah. Maybe they're just drawn to like... Maybe it's something about the like precision of a sphere or perfection of a sphere or something like that. Right, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I, I'm reaching. Maybe he's just a kid who likes, a, like, it reminds him of a toy he has. It's just a ball. Like, yeah. everyone's saying, he's just a kid who wants his ball. So I'm reading into it, even though I click right. on video and subscribe to a channel that actually analyzes things. Right. I hate it when you analyze. And, and, yeah. Even though I'd live for your analysis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I think they're, uh, the fact that they keep revisiting this particular thing is interesting. It yeah. is the same shape as the frog eggs. I know. Mm, I I don't want to read too much of those either but i don't, don't know you dare. maybe maybe that kid was taking the death star at some point right oh yeah he he's around canonically when it existed or there during the yeah. second death star and he just like saw its creation or was taken to it in right. some like um uh traumatic moment and he's just like wants to hold it because it's up all i don't know <laughs> what if what if baby yoda is just like the forest gump of jedis like he's just been <laughs> adjacent to all of these huge historical events in the star oh, wars so. like it's like you see him like He's he's like floating around in that bass floating bassinet like while the Death Star is being built yeah. to fully operational power and then like leaves a day before it explodes. Yeah. Like, and you, my child, how do you feel? <laughs> I gotta go pee. <laughs> yeah, that's the voice that yeah. it needs to have. <laughs> Everyone hates the show now. Um, all right, uh, we're gonna close out with another segment of Man Does and Man Don'ts. It is yeah. our connections corner where we're gonna own up to the mistakes we've made, but really mm-hmm. aggressively defend our stances uh, that's right. and brag about what we got right. Woo! Uh, all right, our first doe or do. Um, I think we did predict last week that Mando and Ahsoka would fight briefly and that we mm-hmm. would learn a lot about Ma- uh, Baby Yoda's past and the child's name. Yeah. And we learned yeah. the name. That was great. Yes. And his name was not Derek, as I predicted. Uh, so <laughs> that's, a my, that's a man don't for me. <laughs> uh, another man don't that I have to own up to. I did mess up in the chapter 12 breakdown by saying that Palpatine's son was not a clone. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker novelization revealed that he was actually a strand cast. I didn't know that because 
I didn't read the Rise of Skywalker novelization. Like many of you, I was ready to move the f*** on from the Rise of Skywalker. So uh, I have since corrected it, and I now know that he is a, ma- a straight guest. And I never knew or thought about it once before all of this. So <laughs> thank you for all of the negative criticism. Yep. Uh, another Mando, Mandu, yeah. uh, back when Ahsoka was announced earlier this year, I did speculate that we might also meet Thrawn, uh, mm. and he would appear on the show. Um, and that looks increasingly to be the case now mm-hmm. i did mention at the time that michael bean might be playing thrawn even though that's not at all good casting mm-hmm. uh obviously that was wrong and uh one final man don't um we have been calling grogu's blue cookies macaroons and mm-hmm. yeah they are actually macarons um according to the snobbiest one percent of commenters among the already most critical fan base in the nerd world look mm-hmm. uh everyone who told me that from yes. one nerd at work to another yes. nerd at work, the moment you find yourself starting to write that tweet or that yes. comment, just yeah. stop for a second and think, yeah. would I want to be tweeted this? Yeah. And even if the answer is yes, still don't. We don't want to read. Because we don't. We don't. <laughs> because if you aren't the only person who tweeted us that, imagine uh, 10 more people did and imagine waking up to find 10 tweets uh, yeah. saying that you left an O out of a word. Right. And, and we, we like engaging with fans of the channel and people who support us, but we can't engage with the positive or thought provoking or meaningful conversations if we have to weed through 15 comments of like, you actually said that this person was on this ship when they were on this ship, or that's not the type of Star Destroyer that you said it was. Like, okay, fine. We messed that up. But we can't actually get into your theories and like kind of all work together towards, you know, uncovering these fun theories or answering these questions if we have to spell check ourselves. Yes, that well put. That is perfectly put. This is just about helping us clear our consciousnesses so that we can focus on the conversation we want to have and not being like, um, actually on every little detail. That's not what we do here at New Rockstars. We look past even details in movies that don't totally line up just so we can really talk about the real discussion. So cut through that bullshit. The heart, the heart. The lungs, the liver, the infected livers. (laughs) Uh, So that is it for this episode of Wookiee Leaks. You can uh, follow me at EA Voss, follow Tommy at Tommy Bechtold. Tommy, thank you so much. This was such a huge episode. I'm so glad we were both here for it. Me too. What a thrill it is to get to cover this show every week. I, I, I love it. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to next week where we got three more episodes of this season. There's so Ooh, much more we can explore. Savor them yes. all. Um, subscribe to New Rockstars here on YouTube. Subscribe to Wookie Leaks wherever you get your podcasts. And if you do, uh, leave us a nice rating review on that podcast. Um, I'm going to be back tomorrow with uh, the Easter egg breakdown of all the details. Um, so stay tuned for that because there were quite a few. And uh, we're going to leave you with our favorite Grogu moment of the oh. episode. Grogu? Grogu. Uh-huh. <laughs>